Hey there, everyone. Welcome to The Great Retention with Camber Parker, sponsored by The Yo Prono. I'm Camber, your young professional expert and founder of The Yo Prono, where we bring you the answers you need to know about how to hire and retain the best talent, starting with the young professionals you work with. There's a lot of young professional fish in the sea, but how do you catch them? And what do you do once you reel them in? That's where we come in. Today, I am thrilled to have Joshua Trout join us, CEO of Encompass Health in Greenville and president of Viewpoint Leadership, LLC. Joshua and I recently met through a mutual friend here in town, and I was thrilled when he accepted my offer to join the show because, one, this is our first healthcare executive we've ever had on the show, so I've got a lot of questions for you. And two, he has such a great story. We talked a couple months ago, and I think y'all will definitely feel the same. His insight about the healthcare field and developing strong employees and good people is invaluable. And I'm excited to welcome him today. Joshua, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you, Camper. I so happy you're Thank here you. and you're you're wearing Yo Pro No Blue. Know I want to support you in any way I can. So <laughs> well, yeah, that means uh, a lot to I me. I appreciate it. Yeah. We're going to have a fun time today. Awesome. I can't wait. So we're going to do what I like to call a lightning round to start uh-huh. us off. All right. So just answer in a couple sentences and then we'll jump into really the main meat of the discussion today. So first, tell us something that is not on your resume. So something people might not know yeah. by looking at you. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, uh, thinking through that, uh, believe it or not, that's a little bit difficult to figure out. But I came up with one, and that is, um, uh, you know, I have a passion for aviation. So aviation is something mm-hmm. I really enjoy, you know, enjoy to do and learn and uh, plans on getting my pilot's license in, in their future. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just something that I kind of nerd out on. That's really <laughs> yeah. cool. And and something that, you know, these days I think people put a lot on their resume. So maybe you could put it on there. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> That's right? really cool. Yeah, yeah. What is your favorite modern workplace tool? Yeah, you know, that that's a good one. Um there's so many different tools that we utilize. Um, but if I'm going to be honest with you, I try to personally, I let my HR work with the whole tool side mm-hmm. of things. I'm more of the personal approach kind mm-hmm. of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't know if I have a really strong answer for that. I'm sure if I had my uh, HR director, she would be rattling on, off yeah. a bunch of stuff. But, you know, I take more of that that personal approach mm-hmm. and, and leave all that for her. Yeah. Well, there's you know. no right answer here. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's a really, okay. uh, really so, unique one. So yeah. I like that. And the personal approach yeah. we'll talk about a yeah, lot we more will. today. Yes. And then last but not least on our lightning round, can you tell us a lesson that you learned as a young professional? Be you. Be true to yourself. You know, I think that uh, we are in that transition phase between Mm -hmm. generations and uh, some generations don't understand the others. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that when you know who you are uh, and you, you live that and um, don't steer away from it. That's a good thing because yeah. if you try to be someone you're not to, to please a different generation, mm-hmm. um, it just doesn't end up well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Be you. I like be that. You. you knew that answer right away. Yeah. All right. So we're going to dive in here. Tell us a little bit more background on you that we may not have covered in your intro. So this is a good time to just give us, you know, high level. Who is Encompass? Yeah. What is Viewpoint? Tell us a little bit more sure. about your passions. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm very, you know, blessed to have the opportunity to move down here from Pennsylvania. Uh, in fact, today is our two year anniversary of the hospital. So we're really excited about that. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, I'm blessed to have some amazing uh, leaders and, and uh, employees in the upstate. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Encompass Health Rehab, uh, we are a national company. So we have 158 hospitals nationally mm-hmm. and we're growing rapidly. We build about five to 10 new hospitals per year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I always tell a lot of our employees, if you're looking for stability, you found it. You know, we're very healthy, uh, stable. Uh, but we, we specialize in taking care of patients that are post-traumatic uh, injuries, mm-hmm. 
um, that are post-stroke, you know, had uh, a normal life and, you know, just unfortunately had a situation that happened to them that mm -hmm. after they're done in the acute care hospital, having that direct treatment, mm -hmm. we bring them in-house and we work with them with our advanced technologies and obviously our highly skilled uh, clinical staff. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, patients that had a stroke that, you know, need to learn how to walk, need to learn how to talk, drink, right, mm -hmm. you know, swallow. It, it's a very detailed process. And, you know, like I said, coupled with our employees and our advanced technologies, mm -hmm. the outcomes have been amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, our goal is to get everybody home. Uh, unfortunately, that's not always the case, but we have about an 85% return to home rate out of our hospital, which is one of the highest in the nation. And we're proud of that, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, we have built a strong culture within the hospital and the mm -hmm. community that's been uh, pretty pretty fun to watch. Yeah. You know? so, I can attest to that, too. I mean, you. we've talked about this before, but my best friend works yes. for you at your, yes. at your hospital. She has been there the full two years, absolutely yes. loves it. And I've been able to meet several other people yeah. in the hospital. And you can just tell the culture is absolutely there. And that's a really cool thing. Thank Sometimes you. you don't always, it don't, doesn't always match, right? What it, the leadership says absolutely. versus what the, yeah. the people who are working say. Yeah. And so I think that's a huge testament well, to your thank, leadership. Thank you for sharing that. And, and, you know, your friend is, is a prime example of what I'm talking about. We're blessed to have her. And yeah. um, she does some amazing work just like everybody else. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I appreciate you hearing that because, you know, as a leader, you set a culture, you have an expectation. Um, my goal is that it's palpable when you walk through the front door. Um, and, you know, you don't know if that's really the case all the time. So mm -hmm. when you hear that from somebody else, you know, that means a lot. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah. Shout out, Caroline. Yeah, Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, and tell us a little bit to about some of your, your passions outside of work, if you feel comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, something you mentioned is I'm the president of Viewpoint Leadership mm -hmm. LLC as well. Um, throughout my time in leadership, I have learned that I feel that I've been given a gift to understand leadership. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like it is a gift that I don't need to just hold to myself. I need to share with others. Mm -hmm. um, so I have started an LLC. I have a business partner uh, that does a great job as well. Um, and, you know, our goal is to get out there and really start to talk about a moder modernized approach to leadership. Mm -hmm. Talk about not only servant leadership, but vulnerable leadership mm -hmm. and, you know, grow the next generations of leaders. Because, yeah. you know, as we're going to talk about, obviously, the generations that are changing, it's a whole different approach mm -hmm. uh, to how you lead them and lead them successfully. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's something that I'm doing on the side, you know, mm -hmm. obviously encompasses my passion and that's mm -hmm. where I'm at. But but I definitely feel like I, I have a calling that I need to go ahead and share some of my knowledge and, and help build the next generation of leaders. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great segue yeah. into what we're talking about, because both of, of the things that you just mentioned yeah. do involve working with that next generation. Yes. And so that's what we're talking about today yeah. are, you know, Gen Z and millennials in the workforce mm -hmm. that are going to make up two thirds of it yes. by 2030. So help us set the stage by talking about what these two massive generations look like as employees in the healthcare world. Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty impressive to be honest with you. Uh, I think there's definitely some challenges there, but I think the what's really unique about those generations is their their view of healthcare, mm -hmm. right? Their their understanding of healthcare, their understanding of uh, technology. Um, you know, we <laughs> we are very much uh, task oriented in healthcare now, mm -hmm. and we every, everything is done via technology, mm -hmm. right? Even our charting mm -hmm. is now done through an EMR system, and uh, that is something that has been a very big challenge with uh, older generations mm -hmm. to try to get them up to par with that. Mm -hmm. I understand, right? Um, they are able to come in with a new, fresh approach mm -hmm. and, and truly understand how that technology works, which mm -hmm. helps to streamline things, mm -hmm. makes things a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one thing, though, too, is with healthcare changing, uh, we have to have a different mindset. 
right? I, I, I think we've been status quo for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think that we try to do the same old, same old. And listen, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff works. A lot of that is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that with those advanced technologies, we have to change our mindset as well. Mm-hmm. And those generations seem to be more open to that, mm-hmm. um, aware of that, and um, you know, very engaged. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, that's a really interesting perspective. And I'll throw a little curveball question Ooh. here at you because it, it kind of triggered this for me. <clears throat> When you talk about how this next generation is, you know, viewing healthcare, viewing yeah. technology, we see a lot of data out there from the YoPro No side mm-hmm. about how innovative this generation is, how uh, proactive this generation is. Mm-hmm. They're very aware of mm-hmm. things like mental health and oh, yes. just very hyper aware of depression and what is happening to maybe some of their peers. Yeah. So, are you seeing that? have a positive effect in the workforce. Yeah. You know, so if I can share a, a quick story, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a millennial myself, mm-hmm. right? I'm on, right on the line, but yeah. I'm a millennial. <laughs> um, and, you know, mental health is very important to me as mm-hmm. well. Um, and it is something that I've implemented inside of our hospital, that it is a safe word. It is a safe topic. Um, I have had um, Mental Health of America, so shout out to them. Uh, their representatives come in several times to do uh, some topics on mental health, not only mm-hmm. for our patients, Obviously, we're there for our patients uh, first and, and, and most importantly, but I need to make sure that my staff is safe. I got to make sure that we are mentally uh, mm-hmm. um, sound, right? Mm-hmm. Because we are taking care of people. We're mm-hmm. taking care of people's lives. So mm-hmm. um, I have personally brought that in. I have shared some of my own stories of mm-hmm. mental health issues. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when you hear my story and we've talked about that, you know, a long time ago, having suicidal ideation myself because I just didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. I didn't like who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listened to other people. And, um, you know, if I didn't have someone there to support me, mm-hmm. God knows where I would end up, mm-hmm. uh, have been, right? I might not be in this chair right now. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, I feel like that's my duty to also let that be a safe place that we can talk about mental health. And, mm-hmm. you know, that generation does a really good job with it. You know, they're fine talking about their feelings and their mm-hmm. thoughts. Yes, we do have some people in our hospital of the older generation that are not so comfortable with that and not so warm and fuzzy. Right. Um, and I don't force that down their throat, but I, I, I really try to explain to them the why behind it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's kind of it's kind of neat when you see some of that older generation opening their, their minds and their hearts yeah. to that. Um, and we've had some really cool cool, engaged conversations between all generations that, Mm -hmm. you know, has actually opened up some door to people that were really struggling. Yeah. You know, thank um, you for sharing that. Sorry, I didn't want to. No, 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 you're fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that was um, one. Thank you for sharing that very personal story. Two, I think it's so important for all of the business leaders that are listening to this, Mm -hmm. you know, it's important to recognize what this generation has gone through. It's important to recognize that all generations go through this. Mental health is not just affecting Gen X or Gen Z. It is affecting everybody. Everybody. And as a leader, it's important not to shove it down people's throats. Right. But it's important to make sure people know they're safe at work, especially in an industry where you're around hundreds of people constantly. I mean, they're, you know, your employees are working and going in with these different clients and patients that are from all walks of life. And so that's really important. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're lacking as a society right now, we're lacking empathy, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, and that's something that I I am purposeful about. I'm intentional that I talk about empathy with all my employees. And why I bring that up is, you know, instead of you getting mad at your coworker because they're off that day, did you take a moment just to say, Hey, you know what? Camber, you're, you're kind of off today. You all right? Do you know how many people have nobody in their lives to talk to? 
And I tell them, you know, having that one person just to step out of their comfort zone and say, you're not, you're not right today. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Are you going to fix their problems? No. Right. But can you give them the feeling that, man, somebody cares about me, they may be able to let something off their chest that they have not been able to do so. Mm -hmm. And guess what they do? They pick up their game and they get back to it. Mm -hmm. Right. You didn't fix it, but they feel better. You know, and that's the setting that I have put in the hospital Mm -hmm. as a leader. Mm -hmm. You know, the old school mentality was leave your personal stuff at the door. Come in and do all the rainbow and sunshine things we want you mm-hmm. to do with our mission and values, right? And then pick up your stuff on the way out. Mm-hmm. I, I purposely bring that up with my staff and say, I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. You're going to come in with stuff on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. The difference is, is when you feel like it's not uh, leading you down the, the right path that mm-hmm. day or you're not able to put that smile on your face, take a time out. Mm-hmm. Come see me. Laugh, cry, talk, whatever it is with mm-hmm. me in my office. And then, you know what? Again, I didn't fix it, but you can get back out there and put that smile on your face. So I think it is. Yes, you're exactly right, Camber. It's about acknowledging it and feeling it safe to talk about. Mm -hmm. That alone plays a huge role. And let's be real. Mental health isn't new. It's uh, been there forever. It's just we're in a different yeah we're in a different generation. It's okay yeah. to talk about it. It is yeah. yeah, and I mean this is just being a an open vulnerable leader. Yes, in, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. kudos to you. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about a little not so secret, right? Uh, um, yeah. We know that healthcare has taken a hit when mm-hmm. it comes to keeping talent, yes. particularly in this post pandemic workplace yes. that we are in. So what have you found is successful in your recruiting and retention efforts, yeah. specifically with young professional talent? Yeah. No, that's a, that's a wonderful question. I mean, it, it was already going in the wrong direction. And yeah. then we have this awesome, you know, pandemic that just nails us. Yeah. And it just made things happen a lot faster mm-hmm. than what we thought they were going mm-hmm. to. So, you know, I have learned there's no easy fix. But the fix to it to make it better is just be there for your people. It is a personal approach that you have to have with every single one of your employees. Going into a room as a leader and just talking to everybody as one person, Mm -hmm. one group, it doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. You have to walk through the halls. You have to know people's names. You have to know what their their families are, what their kids are, what kind of hobbies they're in. It takes time. Yes, it's not easy. Um, But you have to do it. You got to go out there. You got to let Mm -hmm. people know that you truly, honestly care about them as a human being, not as a number, not as an employee. But they know that, you know what, Josh has my back, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's something I try to do. Am I perfect at it? No. I have my weaknesses. I have mm-hmm. my da- bad days where I'm just boggled down with a lot of business stuff that mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sitting behind my computer and I hate it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is a purposeful uh, approach that I try to take with, with our staff. And mm-hmm. I have seen our retention, you know, increase because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm one person. You know, so not only do I have the obligation to do that with our staff, I have the obligation to teach that to my leaders. Mm-hmm. I have the obligation to teach that to my management, mm-hmm. um, middle management, because it takes all of us as a team to be able to keep people right mm-hmm. and let them know if my CEO is awesome and I love him and I know mm-hmm. he cares about me, that's great. But my direct leader mm-hmm. doesn't even know that I'm married, mm-hmm. you know, or, mm-hmm. or what, what's something that bothers me on a day to day. That's a problem, mm-hmm. right? So that's difficult in itself too. Yeah. You know, it's an everyday battle that you gotta, you gotta work with, but mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that something I should definitely ask right now yeah. because of some of the listeners, right. Yeah. I'm just imagining people see, you know, CEO of mm-hmm. a, of a, a hospital, is talking to us, they're going to want to know, you know, Mm -hmm. other large, you know, hospitals across the country, Mm -hmm. they are struggling to retain 
be, this takes time. You just yeah. said it yourself. Being people focused takes time. Yeah. What do you think are maybe some low hanging fruit opportunities that these companies can start to take advantage of so that they can really rein back in some of, I mean, this, this crisis, which is the healthcare mm-hmm. industry is losing mm-hmm. young professionals. Like what, what do they do about that? Yeah. You know, it, it starts at the top, right? So even above the CEO, so you have board of directors, you have organizations as itself, you know, corporate settings, you have to allow, first of all, you have to have that culture of safety, mm-hmm. right? I think that, you know, one thing that I've talked about personally is being a, a CEO, it's very lonely at the top, right? We spend most of our time working with others, mentoring others, coaching others, counseling others, mm-hmm. and there's not much of that happening for us, mm-hmm. right? So you have to be able to let your CEO know that it's a safe environment for you to be able to have those conversations, but you also have to provide your CEO, right, your leadership with that support as well. Mm-hmm. Once they feel like they're supported, it's much easier for them to go ahead and pass that along. Right. Um, I think that we're seeing a major problem across the board, but, you know, I I follow uh, uh, Becker's healthcare review Mm -hmm. and we have had the largest turnover of CEOs in 2022 than we have combined in the past three years. And it's because of what we're talking about. It's because we're being held to a higher standard. Mm -hmm which I get it, right? Mm-hmm. It's because um, we have results that we have to, to have and we have numbers that we have to meet and financials we have to meet. Yeah. And we are seeing people leaving in droves. Mm-hmm. And you can't meet those numbers if you don't have the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you see, I'm blessed to be a part of Encompass Health. Mm-hmm. They do what I'm talking about. They're there to support me. Mm-hmm. They give me that that love and, and attention that I need to give that to my people. So that's why you don't see the turnover in our company with mm-hmm. CEOs like you do others. Mm-hmm. But you're seeing when you're reading these articles, mm-hmm. these other CEOs do not have the right. support. You know what? You make lots of money. That's good enough. Guess what? That's not what it's all about anymore. Mm-hmm. And talking about generational differences, Gen Z, millennials, it's not all about the money, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, to answer that question, it, it has to come from even above the CEO mm-hmm. to set that standard yeah. and, and allow them to not only do it, but give them the time mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. Because you can't put a million things on their plate. Right. And not have the time to go do those things. Yeah, no, it's a fantastic response. Absolutely, it does. And I think that that is, um, it's hitting home probably for a lot of people who are watching or listening. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Something that you've you've talked about already is just, you know, being a vulnerable leader and what that looks like. But one of the things I would like to to specifically touch on is what are some of the key findings that you've learned through this type of leadership in what young professionals want and need to be successful in the mm-hmm. workplace. And before you answer something that you just said, mm-hmm. you know, kind of pointed to this a little bit, and I'd like you to expand on it. Young professionals don't just care about the money anymore. No. They care. We have data on this. They care about community impact. They yeah. care about making, having a, you know, fulfilling life and job and doing meaningful work. Yes. They can see right through you. They want yeah. an authentic leader and they 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 work for brands that mm-hmm. they trust yeah. and companies they trust. Yeah. So how does that play into this this vulnerable leader yeah. piece? And can you talk about something else that you haven't already when it comes to being a vulnerable leader? Because I yeah. know we've talked about it a lot yeah. throughout this conversation. Yeah, that's a great I'm question. Hitting you with a lot of curveballs. No, balls. no, no, that's great. I mean, I you saw me smiling. I love this topic. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that you're right. You know, the 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 generation that we're seeing now, they care about inclusivity and they 
They care about diversity. They care about the, the why. You know, they don't really care about the money so much. Yeah, they would need to make a living. Yeah, they right? need to. Um, but they, they want to have an impact in um, the organization. They want to have an impact in people's lives. They want to have uh, a voice. Mm-hmm. They want to feel like they're heard. You know, and you said something, uh, you know, authentic, right? They want an authentic leader. So, you know, going back to my coaching, when I coach leaders and I talk to people, before, you know, I could hand you a book, Amber, and say, here's a book with the top 10 ways to be a good leader. Mm-hmm. Is that a good book? Absolutely, it's a good book. Can you learn from it? Absolutely. But if you don't know who Camber is, you're actually building yourself to be a fraud. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be authentic, right? So what I do when I try to coach people, and spe- you know, particularly leaders, mm-hmm. is we're not going to talk about leadership at all for quite a while. We're going to talk about who, who are you? You know, Camber, what are your wounds? Mm-hmm. You have wounds in your life. Those wounds have made you who you are. Um, you know, what are your experiences that you've gone through? You know, let's really find out who you are and why you think and act the way you do. Mm-hmm. Once you have a good understanding of who you are, we're going to go ahead and take those those topics mm-hmm. and we're going to help mold now those top 10 ways to be a good leader mm-hmm. to fit you that's best for you. Mm-hmm. Because what you said is they will see right through you. They really do. Right. And that's why you. they leave. That's why they leave. Sometimes right? they'll leave quick. They'll leave very quickly. I mean, you think, I don't care how smart you are, right? You think you're going to fool someone, you're not going to fool yeah. them. Especially Gen Zs mm-hmm. and especially millennials, yeah. right? So, you know, I think that's that kind of went off there. But that's oh. that's one thing, you know, starting at the top. But, you know, you have to be open with, with this generation. Mm-hmm. You have to... Um, let them talk, let them have work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to feel like they're not the product, but they're part of the product. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I want right. you to say that again. <laughs> so they want to feel like they're not the product, but they're part of the product. Yeah. So sometimes we put people in roles and we, we use their strengths to – better the organization and the organization mm-hmm. only. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you're kind of using someone in that case. Mm-hmm. I'll get it. Listen, I get it. It's business, right? And we all have a job to do and outcomes to, to have. But this generation, they don't want to be used. Mm-hmm. They want to be used in the fact of, I actually truly respect you, Camber, and what your thoughts are. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do is, I love your ideas, and here's some areas where I think that you have your, your biggest strengths. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you run with it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to come back to me and we're going to talk through that, right? So you now have the buy-in. Mm-hmm. You have to have buy-in. You have to have ownership. When I do my orientations, I sit there and I ask everybody, who's the CEO in the room? And they all look, you know, you. I say, okay, very good. Now let me ask you another question. Who's the CEO in the room? And they all kind of like tilt their head. And I said, you're all the CEO. I can't do this by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm one person. Mm-hmm. Now other than CEO being on my name tag, mm-hmm. I'm Josh. Right. I'm just like you. Right. So I need you to have ownership. And when you have ownership and buy in, particularly in these generations, man, they will work their butt off for you and love every second of it. And your outcomes speaks for himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just said so many words that are in our recent (laughs) report. So thank you. I mean, you were again, we can survey young professionals all day long, but you're the one who's 
yeah. on the ground working with them, right? And yeah. you're working with all generations. Yeah. And so one of my my final questions for you, and then we'll dive into anything we didn't touch on, okay. is as this growing number of young professionals emerges into yeah. the workforce and even beyond that, looking at Gen Alpha, who comes after mm. Gen Z, you know, we have to start thinking of them too. Yeah. And we know that Gen X and baby boomers are exiting the yes. workforce, right? At pretty rapid rates. Um, where do you see the biggest challenge from your industry? Like, where do you see see that shift or do you see a challenge? I do. Yeah, I do. And that's something that I, I have personally tasked my leadership team to do. Um, we have to be proactive as a society um, <laughs> in America. I feel like we uh, are not proactive enough. Mm-hmm. You know, we we need to not just respond. We have to be prepared. So something that we personally do at Encompass Health uh, in Greenville location is we go all the way down to the middle school Mm -hmm. and we actually go and speak to middle schoolers. We go to high school. You know, we do um, uh, a monthly uh, luncheon with Southside School uh, school Mm -hmm. District, uh, part of the Greenville School District, um, that uh, we go out and I have myself, I present every one of my leaders, we go out and present, we have nursing, we have therapy, they go out and speak to these kids. Mm -hmm. And the difference is that is, you know, when you think about when you're young, you know, if you wanted to be in healthcare, it was, I want to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to be a nurse. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not just a doctor and a nurse that's out of a healthcare system. But they don't know that, yeah. right? So we have to be proactive as an organization to get out there, especially those that are the next generation coming in that are in middle school. Mm-hmm. In elementary, that's a little low, right? But in middle school, that's where kids really start to figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. Start, right? So we got to get out there and we got to say, hey, you know what? If you like healthcare, you think you like healthcare, here's everything. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm going to bring my leaders in here and we're going to talk and we're going to educate you on what we do in our roles. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you. How many times uh, people go, well, I thought I wanted to be a nurse, but I don't want to be a nurse. I want to be a therapist. Yeah. Well, they would have never known that. Mm-hmm. You know, on top of that, we don't just go talk to them. We allow them to come in in shadow. Mm-hmm. So they come in even as middle schoolers. I have mm-hmm. middle school kids. I have high school kids, kids that are looking to go into college and trying to figure out who they are. They mm-hmm. come in house and they go and do rounds and they, they do mm-hmm. shadowing. Again, a lot of them going in thinking they want to be something and coming out wanting to be something else, right? right? Um, and I think that that is something that we need to do, particularly in healthcare, mm-hmm. um, because we're going down a, a wrong path, yeah. you know, uh, with the advanced technologies. I think that there's so many people that are so good. I'm not one of those, mm-hmm. but very good with technology. We have a lot of gamers out there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Most surgeons now, guess how they do their surgery? with a joystick, you know, because there's a robot. Right. So somebody might never have thought that I want to be a doctor mm-hmm. because I love gaming. I'm going to be a, a tech guy. Yeah. Well, you know what? You may be very intelligent and so good at that. Mm-hmm. You could save someone's life by sitting in a little cubicle mm-hmm. outside of an OR with a little joystick and saving someone's life. So wow. they don't know that, no. right? Um, they're even getting down to the point now technology. There's going to be surgeons that are world-renowned for a certain surgery. Mm-hmm. And instead of you going to them, they can do it from their country, mm-hmm. and you're here in America getting surgery. There's right. all this technology, so I think that we got to get ahead of that. You know, mm-hmm. talk about all of that. And something that I personally talk about, and this mm-hmm. is just me, right? But I bring up the fact that society we have an issue with being empathetic, and I tell every one of those kids if there's anything that I look for when I hire someone, you can have a skill set. Mm-hmm. That's great. 
most skill sets you can teach. No, yes, you have to have a nursing degree, stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? But you can teach skill set, but you can't teach somebody to be a good human being. Right. And the biggest piece, most importantly than the skills itself, is how empathetic you are towards somebody going through one of the worst yeah. moments in their lives. So I actually tell students that as well. Mm-hmm. I need you to focus on how can you be empathetic? Yeah. How can you change the, the stigma that we have right now as a society? So mm-hmm. I know it kind of went off there and there's no, a lot no, no. there. but I, I love that. I mean, it's, that. it's education. You have to educate yeah. the next and the next generation and so it on. It doesn't stop. And it's constantly changing. I mean, who knows when those middle schoolers get yeah. into the workforce what yeah. healthcare will look like yeah. because of the technology Absolutely. that you talked about. So. We've covered so much yeah. in the last 20, 30 <laughs> minutes. I, I really appreciate you being here. Um, just to wrap things up, I we talked about a lot, but really mm-hmm. the key words here that in my mind are we, we covered mental health. Mm-hmm. We covered technology and its impact on this, this industry, mm-hmm. being inclusive, being open, being vulnerable. Yes. Young professionals are looking for the why that's important to them. 100%. Um, they are not looking to be the product, but part of the product. I think that that's the title of this episode. I mean, how amazing <laughs> is that? And and we covered so much in there and, and being empathetic and really just we could go on. But is there yeah. anything else before we, we wrap up today that you want to talk about? Yeah. You know, I just think that, you know, for people that are going into leadership, you know, so even in the generations that are coming out and interested in leadership, because that's obviously something that is my, my cup of tea, mm-hmm. um, know who you are. You know, and I've talked about that. Know Mm -hmm. who you are. Know that if you go to work at the end of the day and you're not tired, you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see a lot Mm -hmm. of leaders that um, just have a great life, you know, and it's good. You need to have a good life. Mm -hmm. You know, you work hard, so play hard, right? Um, But if you don't go home at the end of the day exhausted mentally, Mm -hmm. you know, um, hopefully not physically. There's a problem if it's physical, right? right? But (laughs) mentally, uh, you're not leading. Because it, it, it should drain you because mm-hmm. it takes a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think for the the generation of Gen Z and millennials, you know, coming in not to be a leader, but just to, in the mm-hmm. workforce, know who you are, be okay with it, mm-hmm. be proud of who you are, no matter what that is, no matter what that looks like, mm-hmm. and be honest. You know, I think that leaders want to know who you truly are at mm-hmm. the core, because again, those leaders like myself that are changing and not trying to do the one stop, you know, one approach for everybody, but knowing who Camber is, mm-hmm. I need to know that or I can't serve you like I need to as your leader. Right. So, again, having the the understanding of who you are and being able to, to lay that out for your leader is very important. Yeah. Well, one, thank you again for being here. Two, we know that you're tired at the end of the day because you definitely <laughs> fill your cup every single day. Thank so you. thank, thank you. you again for, for being on the show. Thank you so much. This has been a, a, an honor and, and, you know, kudos to you for what you do. You, we need people like you and you're making a true impact. Thank you. We're trying. We've got a long way to go. <laughs> Thank you again for joining us today on The Great Retention with Camber Parker. Before you go, remember this. Young professionals make up nearly half of the workforce today and are expected to jump at a rapid pace in this next decade. What will you do to help them become the great leaders we need for our future? Join us next time for more information on how to recruit, understand, and retain young professional talent. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others know where to find episodes about this topic and more. Don't forget to share it with your coworkers and we'll see you next time. 